welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, and we're going to be talking about how we fall in love today. And I've got an expert coach. Her name is Petra Williams. And thank you so much, Petra, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. This is uh, such a wonderful topic, isn't it? How we fall in love. That There's so much beauty in that. There is. And I've never actually discussed this as a topic before. Oh, really? Really, really interesting, <laughs> awesome. which is it seems such an obvious thing to talk about, doesn't it? So, uh, mm-hmm. Petra, you're a transformational coach. And um, so you, as part of your work, do a lot of relationship stuff. So yes, tell us a little bit about yourself to start with before we get stuck into the topic of how we fall in love. <laughs> okay. Well, personally, um, I come from Europe and I live in Australia at the moment. And I'm a mom of two girls, uh, little toddlers, three and one. And I'm a stepmom to a 15-year-old boy. Uh, and I'm a wife and a friend and and a transformational coach alongside of all of these. Um, and I, yeah, I'm really, really super passionate about relationships. That's exactly what most of my clients uh, come with me for, because they have want to raise the quality of their relationships or their relationship or marriages in some sort of a crisis. And, and they feel stuck in it. They don't know what to do about it. And they want to do about uh, do something about it, right? They don't want to just leave and without maybe fighting some more. Yeah, and I think it's quite often the case that um, we've, we've got a little niggle in a relationship, but we can't quite put a finger on it. And we don't know where to look or go for help. And it's quite often then the relationship just fizzles apart and, uh, you know, it could have been salvaged. Exactly. Well, this is exactly what happens in so many relationships. Um, And we can really get into the dynamics and the details of how it actually happens that someone that you fell for so hard, right, that in the beginning, it was like, this is the best person ever, like, everyone would want to be with this person, right? I'm so lucky that I'm with them. How this can turn into, I can't even stand them breathing. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm so Gosh. annoyed <laughs> and, and it can right even and even in a loving relationship you can I actually one of my recent clients had exactly this kind of situation where she came to me and she said you know I love my husband I do but at the moment I really don't like him like because I'm so frustrated I have so much anger with him and so many things things he said even years ago, things he's done, and that piled up anger shows up as a huge annoyance. That really, even the mere fact that he's breathing feels to me like he's taking too much space. Yeah. So, so yeah, this, this and um, I think many people can really resonate with with this. How we fall into that kind of mundane reality of you know suppressing some emotion, uh, then. It, because we say, 
oh that that that's fine that's that's little right i i i'll um i'll like choose my fights you know choose my battles uh and what we what happens when we suppress a lot is that of course the the emotion gets piled up and piled up and we get more and more frustrated and annoyed with the smallest things and eventually you have to snap right <laughs> eventually mm -hmm. there's the last straw that breaks the camel's back and we explode like a volcano usually totally in an inappropriate manner usually it's a small thing to me our huge reaction does uh, does seem completely hysterical yeah out of context to what's just happened <laughs> exactly which means the other part be it man or woman doesn't doesn't matter the other partner doesn't get it and feels even more estranged from you even more distant because they feel like you, you you're just irrational you don't make sense right you, you make a huge thing out of this little thing We're, and then we resent ourselves for it right because we don't want to behave like that no one likes being the snappy one no one likes exploding and and you know saying things you don't really want to say and being hurtful so we resent ourselves then and we keep suppressing and we get into this very vicious cycle but we can break it <laughs> right. let's let's just start here it's possible to break it um the client that i just mentioned for example we've been working together for two months uh, in my program actually and period she said you know what i actually have different conversations with him now i actually know how to process my emotions our conversations are different our even our conflicts end up being constructive and we even started to have sex again after four months right so so really big shifts and a month later she tells me last week he told me he loved me twice out of nowhere wow <laughs> just like <laughs> that, that, that was obviously something she'd not heard for a while yes yes well yeah because they you know uh it was a hard time in their relationships there they, they had three little children and there's just a lot you know going on which happens in relationships right you have so-called good years and bad years that's fine we all know that uh the question is how long we can go for and what we're able to do about it and the truth in my is that the only thing you can do about it is do it doing your own work right we know uh, we all know that it's uh, it's quite irrational to expect someone else to change <laughs> no but what I I have uh, sort of managed to sort of uh, convey to a lot of clients and audience listeners is that you know by working on yourself and making the changes that you can make within yourself you know your partner or future partner um, changes to respond to that in a more positive way so in, in actual fact you are managing to change your partner but by doing it by working on yourself rather than you know focusing and pointing the finger at them exactly yes yes totally agree with you 100 that's exactly what happened to this client she she told me oh he suddenly changed right but he suddenly changed simply because she's worked through her stuff which means she shows up differently and she said he noticed the change and because he actually loves her too uh, then he just right and then they're both back on the same team 
and Excellent. the relationship can really be loving again. So going back to the t title and uh, what we spoke about at the start in terms of mm -hmm. how we fall in love, tell yeah. us, Petra, in, in, in your, you know, in your wisdom and, and definition of uh, how that happens, what is it for you? <laughs> mm. Well, when we fall in love, it's like two pieces of a puzzle fitting together right it, it, in the beginning it feels like a perfect fit regardless if you, the relationship end up ends up lasting three months or 60 years uh, in the beginning it it feels really good and it feels really good because um in in what's you know one missing piece for one is the the other one fills up and vice versa uh in terms of our of, Okay, let me just rephrase it so that I can put it really simply, <laughs> I hope. There are parts to ourselves that we hide or suppress or just not use. And that's why uh, we even say opposites attract, right? So generally you would have one, pe one person who's more outgoing and the other person who's more introverted. And in the beginning, this is really attracted that's really interesting because both of them feel like oh this is new this is different right the uh, the introvert can show me this depth of you know thinking and their soul and and it's really just fascinating and the outgoing person can show the other one um the joy of being social and, and enjoy yourself so that's why in the beginning it's, it just sucks you in because it's so fascinating because it's different. It's what you've been missing, so to speak. And in the beginning of the, really uh, the core of what I want to talk about uh, as how we fall in love is we project our light, so to speak. We project um, our suppressed parts that are actually really, really nice. Uh, but we don't believe we have them on uh, ourselves. We we haven't owned our gifts enough, uh, and we project them onto this person, and we make them in our mind they're better than they actually are. Now we don't see them as they are. <laughs> we don't see them for real, right? We see this amazing person that you're just blown like blown away from. Because we at the start of relationships, we usually got those rose-tinted glasses on, haven't we? And putting our partners on pedestals. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Rose-tinted glasses, exactly. Which means I don't see them as they are, right? And the reason you don't see them as they are is that you haven't integrated parts of yourselves. And putting them on pedestal is the same thing, right? And then the problem is, of course, this doesn't really help either you or the other person because they want to be loved for who they really are <laughs> they don't want to be loved for your fantasy and uh, eventually you will have to take them off the pedestal and then that's the question if you're still interested and in love with the person that is actually there in front of you rather than your fantasy around them uh, so we fall in love with those honestly we actually fall in love with ourselves with how uh, these beautiful parts of ourselves uh, show up in the, in this person. The more 
you have this these rose tinted glasses the stronger that feels the more you know that you don't see the reality <laughs> and it only really points at well so what is it that you see on the so fascinating right let's get really practical uh already so let's say what what do you find fascinating on a partner um i think i find um passion you know i love uh, a man who's, who's really passionate um not only towards me but about his his um purpose and his his work his career mm -hmm. or his vocation whatever that might be beautiful so what do you want to do is actually focus on you being passionate like what it is that you are passionate about and finding that passion within yourself because when we're in love in the beginning what we actually love is how we feel with that person right and we say oh that's how they make me feel but no one can really make you feel anything all your feelings are already within you right where do you feel your feelings well only in your body right which means they've been there the whole time so if like someone makes me feel like beautiful amazing you know passionate that means that's a part of me and they just activate that somehow and i want to focus on these parts that get activated and actually being able to activate them myself that doesn't mean i will you know, fall out of love with that person. But rather, I'm getting more whole myself, which means I can see this person for who they really are. And let me tell you, from my own experience, this was so interesting when I first got together with my husband. Uh, that was after I've done quite a lot of this work. And we met together, we, we met in London, I was still living in central Slovakia, though. So between we met for the first time and the second time we didn't really see each other for about two months and we were just texting and we were texting not even every day and i was thinking <laughs> i remember thinking this is so different from you know my past experiences because when you're interested in someone in the beginning you would like text them constantly you know be on the, on the phone all the time and this was so different in, in terms of it felt like the most normal thing ever actually like this feels so normal <laughs> yeah there's no need to uh, be um, obsessive be obsessive exactly yes yes and i and i felt like i know who he is like i can see him i'm not you know i like i felt very much in love but i wasn't kind of swept away off my feet and, I'm, and I know some people would uh, would say, oh, but that's so nice to be swept away. I know, but it's also really, really nice to be deeply in love, even in the very beginning, and still like being integrated. That doesn't make sense, is the, the way I explain yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, having that higher level perspective and, the, um, you know, still feeling like, you know, like you say, you're, you're massively in love, but not knowing that you're not, being um obsessive like we mentioned before yeah yeah absolutely and that actually helps your relationship in the long term so much 
because then you don't have this like huge extreme wave of excitement and obsessiveness in the beginning and then because losing it losing it can be quite depressing and and many people really don't like this stage when you have to get more into the reality of things but um rather you actually see more of the reality from the beginning and you realize that what you see you really like like you really love the reality of them which is even better right because th- yes. that doesn't go away <laughs> that, that, it's a lot healthier isn't it yes absolutely absolutely and it doesn't take away anything from that early stage of love you know all the beautiful things that like we have the the butterflies in, in the stomach and and the first dates and the you know all of this is still really beautiful so it doesn't take anything away but it adds such a solid foundation that you can just feel and it's all simply because you're aware of um what you're bringing to the table you know of your worth of who you are of what you expect from the relationship and what not what you're willing to put up with and what not you put kind of firm boundaries uh from the beginning you know what what you want and what not i was for example very um clear from the very beginning that i wanted children and it was really important for me and i said you know if you don't want to have children let's not even go there and and that was a, an actual conversation that we had uh so i think th- this it, it really is about how we already come to the relationship right that de- defines how we will fall in love and how we will feel when once we do fall in love yeah and i think um i've said this many times on previous episodes that it's not about finding somebody to complete you you are already complete it's about finding someone who's going to compliment you absolutely absolutely and it's it's just you know it's such a clear thing when you say that everyone will go oh yeah of course but the question is but how do i get complete <laughs> like it's easier said than done uh, and there's not that many effective processes or, or step-by-step tools that will tell you oh this is how you you know this is how you feel more complete because it's a vague term and also our conscious mind cannot comprehend what complete is right we were born complete everyone was born complete and whole and perfect and and really notice and on, on small children if you see any or you have any in your life they really love themselves <laughs> Uh, of course they're also very present but they're they're never angry with themselves that's a really strange concept with them they don't have that Um, that's only a rationalization of what we do later on when as we suppress our emotions Uh, so we we do feel that sense of completeness but we don't remember that right because our conscious mind needs to develop and we start discerning what's accepted in the society what's accepted in my family what i get attention and love for and those are the things and traits qualities that i want to pursue and then of course there will always be these traits and behaviors that are not so accepted and loved and cherished 
and those get suppressed. So we, we get this polarity within us and that's why we never feel complete. So the work on feeling more complete is to look what it is there behind the curtain. What have I been suppressing? What are these parts of myself? And that's exactly what I was why I was talking about, you know, asking yourself, what is it specifically that fascinates me about this person? And it can be that they're passionate or it can be that they're successful. It can be that they're adventurous. It can be that they're deep, deeply thinking or, or that they're well-traveled they're intelligent they're funny you know all of these things just really get curious about what it is for you and then there is your stepping stone to completeness like oh how you already are that as well because you we are not able to see on on someone else a trait that we don't really have in ourselves our brain can, cannot do that so if you see someone as funny, attractive, uh, intelligent, passionate. That means that you are that as well. That's great to know. That's great news. Yes. Like everything you see about the on, on those people that you're in love with, they're just mirroring those fantastic, beautiful parts of you that you just haven't accepted fully yet. And that's a wonderful gift of falling in love. Seeing all these parts, knowing that, that's just you being mirrored. That's just amazing. <laughs> and then your your work is really just to integrate that, knowing that that's a part of you. Because as long as we'll just um, describe the other person, oh, they're like that, right? They're like that, they're like that. It has nothing to do with me. Uh, that That's not how I integrate that, right? And that's where the codependency comes from. That feeling like, oh, I need to be with this person because they make me feel X, Y, Z. Yes. Whereas, just like you said, if I know that I'm complete already, that I can very uh, well feel funny and passionate and attractive and uh, well-spoken by myself, I don't need this person to do it for me. That's how I enter a healthy relationship. Well, so what about the negative traits then you might see in your partner, such as if they've got a short fuse and a hot temper? <laughs> well, this is the flip side of the story. Guess what? <laughs> They're also mirroring parts of you that you've been probably, not probably, for sure, that you've been suppressing. If these, if these are traits that you're frustrated with or you don't like about them or that set you off, reaction to it some sort of resonance within your body that is the same thing is the mirroring of a part of you that you haven't integrated fully so for example if someone uh, has a short fuse that means that there is a part of you that you're able to have a short fuse as well but you probably don't like that trait so you're suppressing it and you're trying to be really calm or patient yeah, so you're trying to be the opposite, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to have short views. The truth is, there will be times, if you really uh, go deep in your memories, that you have had short views. It it has, you know, it, it's it's like almost like a law. Uh, it always is the truth. Uh, 
And usually these suppressed parts or suppressed traits, they come up, uh, especially when we're mentally not well equipped. So when we're tired, when we're ill, when we're stressed out, um, uh, when we're drunk as well, because these are all the situations when we are not that on top of keeping the mask on. Right. So, so for example, when, um, like when you're ill, let's say you're really in constant, constant pain. Yes, you are not such a kind, loving, patient person, right? You get more bitter, you get more grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same thing. You probably get more um, access to that short fuse part of you as well. You don't have this capacity for patience. So it's about recognizing all of these uh, traits that some somehow resonate with you. And what happens in relationships usually is that in the beginning of the relationship, uh, we can see the positive parts of ourselves. That's like beautiful. And as we go uh, on and on in a long-term relationship, we have to uh, just take them off the pedestals. And then we tend to project those so-called negative parts of ourselves. And what often happens is that the very same thing that you fell in love with is the thing that you fight about. It might be that the outgoing person with the introverted person after some time actually realized that, you know what, the introverted person says, I do want some more just chilling at home, quiet time. Like all of these going out is fun and exciting but it's not what I want all the time. And the outgoing person is like, yeah, you know, this going to museums <laughs> or I don't know what is nice, but it's really not my jam because I need people around me. And this is where they clash. Right? And this is where they need to figure out if they want to stay in a relationship where it works for both of them and how they're going to fill their need individually and together uh, so so that they can work as a successful couple. And sometimes they won't figure it out. And the very same thing that they fell in love with is the, is the thing that they get uh, split up for. Yeah, it's so sad though, when it can happily usually be resolved without, um, you know, going down that path. So um, Petra, we're coming to more towards the end of the episode. So for those listening that are interested in knowing more about you and connecting with you what's your best contact information i think easiest so mostly i use facebook just petra williams my my personal profile to be honest uh there is a petra williams like um page but uh yeah just on facebook is the easiest way and and i'm sure you'll put the links on other things and on but this is where i'm actually present <laughs> Yeah, we'll put your other links in the show notes, of course. So any final words around um, the subject of how we fall in love? Uh, any final um, bits of wisdom or something that somebody can implement straight away on, on the back of this conversation? Well, enjoy falling in love. Enjoy being in love. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a very powerful experience. And get really curious and observe yourself and observe what it really is that's so fascinating that's pulling you in so much that that you yeah that you're just swept away by this person 
and see how that is already a part of you. So know that it's not the person that you need for this, but you can enjoy it with them. Absolutely. And it's not that we need a partner. We may want and desire a partner, but, you know, we are enough within ourselves, aren't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. That's exactly what happened to me, too. Uh, After my first divorce and processing that, uh, I was in a point of my life when when I was really exploring what if right what what if I just like stay by myself I won't find find the right person or meet them I won't have a partner won't have a family and becoming okay with that and and really seeing that possibility as a valid possibility and and you know living my life happily like that well after I did that a month later I met my husband (laughs) yeah that's usually what happens isn't it when we when I actually focused on it when we sort of decided oh well I'll, I'll let that idea go that's when <laughs> the universe thinks oh she's ready now <laughs> yes yes yeah it's beautiful okay so thank you so much Petra it's been a fascinating conversation really enjoyed talking to you today thank you very much for having me I know these are like big topics quite a, a big concepts to get uh, so I'm really happy to talk about it uh, again in specific um like ways and situations how that plays out so that your listeners get uh, the most possible value out of it because it's very very powerful be happy to have you on again so it just leads me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow lynn via the facebook group two hearts entwined or search lynn smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.